You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good weekend to you, my friends. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good to see you there, brother. How good you been? Good to see you, Gary. All right. How about yourself? All right. So, look, I'm not doing too bad. I'm doing well, all things considered. Um, I'm looking for. I'm still looking for a house. Yep. Um, it's here. Here we are in early February, and I can't find. What I'm looking for. Now, mind you, I'm not under a timetable. I don't have to move out. My house is paid off. I'm doing fine. I don't have to move at all, period. But as you know, because through you, I am approved, pre-approved, approved, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, for a mortgage. And I'm just doing a cursory look of what's out there. And all right, so here's my here's my dilemma. It's not, that I'm, it's not like there's zero houses, but the inventory is not high. And it, I'm finding the two extremes, either not what I'm looking for because it's on mm-hmm. um, a, a low end, or it's, it's too rich for my blood, yeah. where I don't need four, five bedrooms, or even four, I don't even need four bedrooms. Three bedrooms is perfect, and, and you know I don't need 3,500 square feet neither, well, nor do I really even need 2,500 square feet for that matter. So I, it's very difficult to find... You know, uh, a, a moderately priced home, you know, three bedrooms, two bathrooms. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's that inventory issue we've been talking about for over a year, year and a half plus, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, it's just the time of year, the seasonality stuff. People don't really like listing their homes in the middle of the winter. We can't, it's hard to have open house. It is. Right? And then you got the holidays and people vacation and you got people coming and going, right, so much around that time of year with New Year's. So a lot of people strategically say, let me list my home in the spring. Yeah, That's when things start heating up. So if you can stay the course, and I know you're pre-approval, you got quite a bit of time left on it. So keep looking because you might find something, but know that your opportunity is probably going to start around that March or April. You'll see an influx of people putting their homes on the market, but there's also going to be more competition then. So be ready. You know, be good to negotiate and ready to go. Obviously, you have a top-notch agent. So that's what I would say. Don't lose your motivation. Stay the course. Stay the course. All right. So how long typically from the time that I say, you know what? I'm interested in this house. Hmm. Uh, I, w- I went to the open house, kicked the tire, so to speak. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to put an offer in. Let's just say for ha-has, just for the sake of time. Uh, it gets, you know, they accept my offer Working with you on lending, how long does it typically take from the time that um, I say yes to the time that we do a closing? Typically 30 days or less. That's that's typical. So about a month. Okay. 20 to 30 days, you know, depending on the specifics, 20 to 30 days. Okay. Um, if something comes up, then it can drag out a little longer, maybe closer to 40, 45 days. But generally 30 days or less, and especially because you are – you know, proof positive of my process where we got all your documents up front, like we pre underwrote the loan. So you're ready to rock and roll. You're already knee deep in the process. So we can move quickly. Some lenders, some banks, they're not going to do all that until you're in the process. Mm -hmm. So it could take a bit longer. 
Um, but one of the reasons why agents love working with me is because the buyers that I refer to them and that we work on together, they're so further along in the process that we can do these aggressive timelines. I had a client, their offer got accepted yesterday, and the agent said the reason why the offer got accepted is because they could close in 30 days. You know, everyone else was 40 to 60 days. We did 30 and here we go. So, you know, we've talked about during the home buying process, all the people that you need to have in play, the real estate agent, the attorney, the mortgage advisor. We, we've touched on the insurance piece, but what I wanted to do today was dive into that okay. because part of your process and anybody that's buying a home is you're going to need to get a homeowner's insurance policy. You have to protect yourself and the bank also has to be protected. They're lending you hundreds of thousands of dollars on this home. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring in one of my top insurance partners, Amy Varza from uh, Comparion Insurance. Formerly Liberty Mutual, now Comparion Insurance. And me and Amy have known each other for like, what, four or five years at least. I had met her actually at a festival years ago. And, um, you know, we did some business, referred some clients. I got my personal insurance through her. So now I've been really over the last couple of years, like referring a lot of clients. People have had a great experience. She's one of the foremost experts in homeowners insurance in the area. A lot of experience. And I just thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring her on to uncover a lot of information, dispel a lot of myths, give homeowners and homebuyers what they need to know when it comes to homeowners insurance. Because so many are getting a rude awakening when they get that renewal policy or that first policy going, whoa, I didn't know I had to pay this. Or why'd the policy go up so much? And right now, the timing for this is crucial because so many people are getting that stuff in the mail. I know I just got mine in the last couple of weeks. So that's why I wanted to bring Amy on today. I thought she'd be a great resource for all of our listeners. Well, Amy, welcome. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, it Rob, is... for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's great to meet you. And I'm, I'm glad that we're actually having this discussion. I think it's probably one of the few discussions in the two years that we've been doing this show that we really didn't, we would do a very cursory you know, talk about, mm-hmm. but we can kind of get into the in depth a little bit to the yeah, yeah let's let's absolutely. let's do that um well what are some of the basics of homeowner insurance and and why is it important for property owners to you know to have full yeah, absolutely. Full. Let me just first start by saying I think Rob and my businesses complement each other because you um, put out the speed and ease of doing business, and I love to do that for my clients as well. And I think that tees off of what you mm-hmm. just were saying about being ready for the process. So, um, and and being at Comparion Insurance Agency, a Liberty Mutual company, I'm able to be a resource for my um, prospects. And I, I love doing business with folks like Rob that that put out that same type of um, energy in there to help people. So with, with homeowners insurance, there's sections of coverage and limits. So the coverage you have is protecting you Thanks for listening. From if you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss theft, mortgage finance, Financing for your situation, you can reach damage, Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com. Within your policy, you have different sections of coverages that that uh, point out where these things would fall under if there was a claim. So um, it's important to have because the policy is protecting one of your greatest assets, which is your home. So if if you are found liable for something, you want to protect that asset so that somebody can't personally come after you. I had an incident years ago where I had water damage 
and it affected my kitchen. The the bathroom upstairs. I, I came home, come home from the beach, you know, and it looked like there was a waterfall from my ceiling. I'm oh, like, no. oh my goodness, yeah. Um, it which the sad thing it was like a fifteen dollar hose, you know, from your toilet, you know, that just anyhow. That gave out. Uh, yeah, and it flooded, and it went down, and, t- and it came through the ceiling. Unforeseen which, circumstance. Oh, yeah. I mean, For sure. How, how do I know when the hose is going to go? <laughs> so it did some damage to a kitchen table, and they gave me, I forgot, this is a few years back, they gave me X amount of dollars for it, But the because they said that's, all, that's what it was worth, but I'm like, well, I, I can't get a kitchen table. For this amount, well, I guess I guess if I go to a tag sale or a, or a sec, or if I go, I don't want to mention any brand names on on the show. That's why, but I mean, there's probably a couple of stores I could get a new kitchen table at, but it, I didn't want to go there. Um, I wanted something equip. If I could, look, I, I'm not looking mm-hmm. for the exact same thing. I'm pretty reasonable, um, but something comparable. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, this is all we're giving you because this is all the value that the table is worth, yep. but. But it doesn't solve my problem. Right. It sounds like to me, Gary, that maybe your policy was missing replacement cost. And without replacement cost, that coverage is going to pay out on a depreciated value. So if that table had nicks and scratches, it's depreciated in its value over time. So that policy is not actually replacing your table it is giving you the value of the table as it looks today could i is there a policy that's available where i could get full replacement yes yeah, so replacement cost coverage is um uh option on okay. policies and you just want to make sure your policy includes that for certain um unless depreciation is gonna come and get you later <laughs> Well, everything gets depreciated. You know, I mean, right. second you buy but, a car, it depreciates as soon as you drive it off the lot. You know, so. Yes, that is true. But the policy can bring you back to whole, which is uh, what it should be doing. And that's where that replacement cost comes in. So what does a typical homeowner's insurance policy cover then? Yeah. So um, your, dwelling stru- your dwelling coverage, which is the main building okay. on your land. Um, in addition to that, there's other structures coverage, which is anything detached from the structure, like a like a shed or fences. Okay. Um, then you have your personal belongings inside. So think if you were to take your house and flip it upside down, everything that falls out, that's going to be your personal property coverage. Um, your loss of property use is also a big portion of the policy. Let's say your home is unhabitable due to a covered loss, okay. fire, right. water damage, and you've got to go stay in a hotel or you've got a family of five and you need to go rent out another home to be comparable to what you were living in. That's going to be your loss of use coverage. So there, there's that exists. I can get coverage for that. Absolutely. Okay. It's it's standard. It's oh, standard oh. on homeowners. Okay, yes, correct. Um, you have liability protection um, to others. If you're found liable for somebody's injury on your property, um, so it's important to make sure that that liability coverage is comparable to assets that you might have. So if you're found liable for somebody's injuries, how much do you need to protect how much cash do you have in the bank? Maybe it needs to be protected more than a standard 300000 in liability on a homeowner's. Maybe you need a million-dollar umbrella so that you could sleep well at night knowing if you were found liable sure. that your assets are protected. So and like if somebody falls down my, uh, a flight of stairs or, or in the wintertime, um, not a walkway from my driveway to my front steps, but maybe the sidewalk down by the mm-hmm. street that I'm responsible for. 
I believe the law is 24 hours from the end of the storm. storm. Uh, you have uh, that, that that you have to, pl- I guess, what to clear that area. Mm-hmm. But as you know, you can clear that area, and then overnight it freezes, mm-hmm. and then someone's walking their dog, you know, at, at the crack of dawn the next morning, and then slip, and I'm responsible for that. Then absolutely okay, and yeah. that's what and the liability coverage would cover. Exactly, and actually, some people don't know this, but it extends off of the property too. Let's say you're at the grocery store and you put a bag down, and an old, uh, um, an elderly person doesn't see it there and they trip over it. Your homeowner's liability can actually extend to these cases off the property that you're found liable for. Now. Keep in mind that umbrella coverage, if you take an additional policy in addition to the homeowners, um, is going to kick in if those homeowners liability limits are exhausted. So if you do have assets to protect, an umbrella policy is something you want to talk to your agent about. If you if you own a dog yeah, and it bites the mailman as he's approaching your house to put some mail in your box. Um, liability coverage. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, now let's take those situations and let's just say they don't want to sue you for the 300,000 up to a million in coverage. They just want you to pay their medical bills. That's where medical payments comes in on the policy. It's tends to be a lesser limit of maybe a thousand to 5,000 in med pay. But if that person doesn't want to, um, go through the litigation piece, they can, um, they can search for your medical payments. Like if your friend yeah, burns I was right about to say your that. grill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like something that you would know. Somebody mm-hmm. you would know personally saying, hey, listen, man, I'm not going to go after you personally, but if you could cover my, my bills, we'll Absolutely. call it even. You know, Absolutely. I think that's pretty that's, that's pretty fair. That's a good yeah. friend. So if you way. are in the more of the conservative side, I do recommend, you know, those increased liability limits with that umbrella to best protect protect your assets. All right. So then how does homeowners insurance differ from like other types of insurance? Let's say, for example, like renter's insurance. Absolutely. So the main difference is that dwelling coverage for that structure. Um, In the case of a renter's insurance policy, you don't own the building. And in the case of a condo policy, you're part of a homeowner's association, which is actually protecting those exterior and interior walls. So dwelling is the main difference um, because you don't have that structure to protect. How do I know? You mentioned a $300,000 policy. You mentioned this million-dollar umbrella. How do I know how much coverage I need in my policy? Yeah, it's a fact-finding with your agent. Getting into the weeds on what are we protecting? What purpose does this insurance policy need to serve to best protect you and your family's future? Um, So really, it's having that relationship, that conversation on a – annual or semi-annual basis with your agent um, so that there's open lines of communications of what are your worries? What are what is, um, you know, on the line here? I'm finding a lot of people lately have been contacting me when they get those renewals because they may have set up a relationship with their agent gotten a great policy in place. And now they've been in their home a year, a couple years. And every year that policy renews. So what's going to happen is when that renewal comes in, the coverages are going to change. And what's been happening in the last year or two with the home values going up so much, the insurance companies, regardless of what carrier you have, when it renews, they're renewing it at a much higher level. Higher dwelling coverage, you know, all these uh, coverages Amy mentioned are going higher and higher. What does that mean to you? 
higher expenses. Mm -hmm. And most people have their insurance included in their mortgage payment. So that means a higher mortgage payment. So a lot of people freak out because they get this in the mail and go, whoa, how did I was at 500,000 last year. Now I'm at 700,000, but my house didn't go up that much. What gives what's going on? I mean, like Amy said, you need to contact your agent and find out what's going on and what the deal is. But what I find is most homeowners will get this renewal and just brush it off, throw it aside. You'll get to it later, but it's not good because you can't make changes. You can't be proactive. So when you get that renewal, use that opportunity to get with your agent. I've seen certain circumstances where they can reshop your policy, save you hundreds of dollars a year right off the bat just by making a phone call. If you blow it off and ignore it like most people do then you're going to be screwed until next time. It's a, it's once a year, right? Homeowners once is, a year. is tw- every 12 it does. months. It's not a contract, though. So you are able to switch midterm. Oh. But what alluding okay, to what Rob that. was saying, you kind of see it come in the mail. You put it away until you see it in the mail again. But yeah, people should know that. Same with auto insurance. It's not a contract. So you are able to shop around midterm. Speaking of auto insurance, there's are there discounts? Like if you get, if you get homeowners through us, We'll give you a discount uh, if you bundle it, you know, where you get auto insurance and homeowners. You've heard of this. Absolutely. So sometimes bundling does not make sense. But in most cases, working with one agent on home, umbrella, auto, life insurance, it all adds to the compounding discounts that the agent is able to provide. Even if I write you a policy with X company and your auto with B company, um, that auto company may allow me to discount your your auto, That's even awesome. though it's not with them. Mm-hmm. You know, Amy, uh, we do this show every week, and we have for quite a while. Um, and we always talk about credit score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Rob. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Does that have any effect on insurance or? Yeah. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. Auto insurance as well. So your credit score holds an insurance score portion within that credit score. And it does get pulled when you run quotes. Now, it's not a hard hit. So don't be frightened by that. Your mortgage person, and Rob can attest to this, is fine for you to shop insurance while you're getting your mortgage. He probably wants you to shop your insurance so that he can get you into the best monthly rate. Um, So you... Yes. Within this insurance score is a payment history to insurance companies. Um, That's what it's looking at. Um, So it gives us insight into past history um, and your overall credit score. So it does impact your rates. It puts you into a different tiering on the back end of uh, the quoting process. Just one other place having great credit can... Definitely help you save money, for sure. Absolutely. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Our guest this morning is Amy Varza from Comparian Insurance. Uh, The phone number is uh, 203-206-1199. Again, 203-206-1199. We'll, of course, go over that more at the end of the show. Uh, and as far as Rob Weinberg is concerned, oh, I know you're going to want to make an appointment with him. Uh, 860-413-3938. Again, I'll go over all the points of contact uh, more towards the end of the show. So then what should I aim? What should I be looking for when when comparing homeowners insurance policies? Yeah. So um, actually, if I can step back to something Rob was saying about your dwelling 
evaluation and what it's going to actually cost to rebuild, because this is something you want to look at a big comparable factor when you're looking at different home quotes. So, um, you know, knowing how much you need to insure your property for. So during the the quoting process, um, your agent is going to ask you questions pertaining to the features of the home. And um, that in return is going to spit out a rebuilding valuation. So what it's going to cost to get a crew in there today to rebuild this home if there was a total loss. Uh, Much different than the market value um, of the home. This is your rebuild evaluation. So um, there is inflation on the property, on the dwelling coverage, as Rob alluded to earlier. Um, And that's one thing to look at when you're comparing insurance companies is just to make sure that um, they're doing their due diligence on asking you the questions about the features of the home so that we're insuring it for the proper amount. I've seen it just balloon some of these coverages. You know, someone will have a house and will have it appraised for half a million dollars and then they're getting an insurance policy and the dwelling coverage is, you know, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand. Now, like Amy said, it's based on what it'll cost to rebuild your home. But when you're comparing insurance offers, I've found one company may say it's going to cost eight hundred thousand to rebuild your home. Another may say it's going to cost six hundred eighty-five thousand. And as you would expect, the lower dwelling coverage or that lower amount is going to be typically a lower premium. So you do want to compare apples to apples, but at the same time, you don't want to be paying for all this extra coverage that maybe you don't need. And I've found clients that do talk to several agents or someone like Amy that can shop multiple carriers. Your premium might be eighteen hundred with one, and then another comes back. Back at 1100 1200 just by having that agent that knows what they're doing in the different different lines, different dwelling coverages, different policy types, like they can help really hone in on saving you money. That's what this is all about. So saving th- th- you th- money. that probably answers why, you know, your in your homeowners insurance can go up the, the second year and you'll sit there and go, I never put a claim in, you know, it, it's it's. The cost of the cost of wood has gone inflation. up. Materials has gone well. Inflation, but materials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's absolutely. policies have gone up in the last year. Yeah, I mean, without, I don't without know even one filing a claim, yeah. that whose policy's gone down because all these costs went up so much. So. Mm-hmm. You know, use it as the opportunity to have that relationship and shop around a little bit. Don't ignore it. All right. That's so speaking of filing a claim, how do I file a claim? What, what documentation do you need? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my best tips for homeowners to be prepared for a potential claim would be to video, do a video of your home once it's all furnished and has all of your belongings in it. Just walk around your home, take a video. When if, heaven forbid, there is a fire, there is water damage, it's going to be a much easier conversation with your adjuster um, to show them their video. Hey, this is the piece. This is that uh, the wood piece, the antique piece that I had here in my entryway. Um, that's that's a great way to um, to help alleviate some of the pain points when trying to figure out what you lost. So really, it's a conversation with your adjuster. There are some ways to prepare for it by taking a video. And I don't have to use the insurance company's adjuster, right? I can use my own. You could get a second um, opinion, yes. Um, But typically, there needs to be some representative from the company itself. Well, sure, but we're working on behalf of the insurance company. I want to make sure that I'm represented as well. Right. So you you have a little bit of leeway there and they can conversate with the adjuster as well and sort of be a middleman okay. um, if you're kind of disputing what's there. 
And same thing for whoever you choose to do the repair work. There's recommended in uh, the insurance companies have recommended contractors that they actually will guarantee their work on. Or you could go to your contact, um, which is the same for like body shop use as well. That makes sense. Yep. Are there any specific coverage options that are particularly important, let's say, for buyers or homeowners who are refinancing their property? So nothing too different with a refinance versus a new home purchase other than having that fresh conversation with their agent about any updates they may have done to their home since that they last spoke or and this is going to uncover any new discounts maybe you did a new roof oh my gosh we haven't mm. spoke since 2012 we have that roof from 1999 let's get that new yeah. roof credit in there and that's also going to open up any gaps in coverage um and at the same time allow for a shopping moment for your agent um so 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 get the work out of that agent. <laughs> I'll say on the mortgage side, we're not too concerned with all the specifics on the insurance policy other than does the dwelling coverage, will it pay off the mortgage if something happens? That's the number one item. Well, sure. Now, we she had talked about replacement costs. So like there's certain areas, not much in Connecticut, but I see it a lot down south where the house dwelling actual building might only be worth 150,000 but the land it's on is worth you know a ton like 500,000 so you've got this house that's worth 800 900,000 but they're only insured for 150 200 mm-hmm. so that's where the mortgage part comes in that's all you have to worry about I, there. I'm running out of time probably only have time for one more question I just wanted yeah. to know maybe the difference between owner occupied versus investment property policies. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they are two different properties, uh, two different policies. So the the landlord wants to be protected through a landlord policy. That policy isn't going to have personal property protection on it, most likely because that landlord does not have any personal Mm -hmm. property at that location. That's a major difference. And another thing I see with investor policies, some of them only want functional replacement costs, which means Hey, this is a three-family dwelling in Waterbury. Our evaluator is saying it's going to cost nine hundred thousand to rebuild. That investor might only want functional replacement, and I do have some companies that allow for us to play with that number um, if they only want to insure it for five That's or four hundred thousand. That's great. That's yep. really important. A lot of people are getting into that um, education piece. That hmm. uh, there are other companies. You'll just find some of these insurance companies will go overboard, and I know you hear it every day but they're like why are they insuring me for so much like this makes absolutely no sense i don't want to pay for insurance of a million dollars on a house that's worth six hundred thousand and we have to explain to them and luckily you know amy's resourceful and a good agent will have those different avenues and ways that they can kind of manipulate the policy into your favor and save you money that's what it's about all right uh, short answer renter's insurance you, you cover that as well? Absolutely. It's okay. so inexpensive and good to have, especially if you're displaced from where you're living. I think it's important to be able to go into a, a, a second place of living and also replace your personal items at the same time so you're not really down and out. Good stuff, Aim. Uh, you you want to give your, your email address? Absolutely. Do Amy, it. Amy, A-M-Y dot Varza, V-A-R-Z-A at Comparioninsurance.com. I look forward to helping you out. And your phone number? 203-206-1199. All right. Rob Weinberg, Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Age Podcast. Uh, www.robgw.com. 
Mortgagematters.com. That's a piece of cake. And his email address is mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. And like I said, if you want to schedule that appointment, 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. I want to thank our guest, Amy Varza. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next weekend, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.